0: Hi, my name is Natalie Orofiuchi and I'm delighted to welcome you to the Women in Scripture podcast. This podcast has been inspired by the God Who Speaks campaign. I will be inviting lots of different women to come and speak about the women in the Bible who inspire them and who speak to their hearts today. For this episode, I am delighted to have Alex Parker with me. So, Alex, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you, Natalie. Yes, um,
1: I live in Tamworth. After many years teaching in primary and secondary Catholic schools, I now work in the parish of St John the Baptist with Sacred Heart in Tamworth in Staffordshire. I'm also a musician. My employed role in the church involves liturgy, catechesis and evangelisation. In fact, the role has a fancy title, Evangelisation Field Worker, which I'm afraid I could be tempted to feel not worthy of. But although the work is sometimes daunting, it excites me, which brings me to the woman I've chosen to speak about.
0: Who is this woman? Which woman have you chosen?
1: So I've chosen the Samaritan woman at the well, although she has no name. The encounter she has with Jesus can be found in John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 1 to 42. The story tells of an encounter of the Samaritan woman who has been shunned by her community when she meets Jesus at the well. The story begins as Jesus and his disciples are travelling from Jerusalem in the south to Galilee in the north. They had to go through Samaria. It says in the Gospel had to because it was as though they had a divine appointment. Tired and thirsty, Jesus sat by the well while his disciples went to the nearby village to buy food. It was about noon, the hottest part of the day, when the Samaritan woman came to the well to avoid the rest of the community who shunned her because of her immoral background. So if I just read a little bit from the Gospel, verse seven onwards, I'll just take the main part because it's quite long. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, what? You are a Jew, and you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink. Jews, in fact, do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus replied, If you only knew what God is offering and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have been the one to ask, and he would have given you living water. You have no bucket, sir, she answered, and the well is deep. How could you get this living water? Are you a greater man than our father Jacob, who gave you this well and drank from it himself with his sons and his cattle? Jesus replied, whoever drinks this water will get thirsty again. But anyone who drinks the water that I shall give will never be thirsty again. The water that I shall give will turn into a spring inside him, welling up to eternal life. Sir, said the woman, give me some of that water so that I may never get thirsty and never have to come here again to draw water. Go and call your husband, said Jesus to her, and come back here. The woman answered, I have no husband. He said to her, you are right to say I have no husband, for although you have had five, the one you have now is not your husband. You spoke the truth there. I see you are a prophet, sir, said the woman. They went on to discuss worship a little bit more. Then the scripture continues. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah, that is Christ, is coming. And when he comes, he will tell us everything. I who am speaking to you, said Jesus, I am he. At this point, the disciples returned. John goes on to say, the woman put down her water jar and hurried back to the town to tell the people. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. I wonder if he is the Christ. This brought people out of the town and they started walking towards him. After some dialogue with the disciples, the gospel tells us, many Samaritans of that town had believed in him on the strength of the woman's testimony. When she said, he told me all I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came up to him, they begged him to stay with them. He stayed for two days and when he spoke to them many more came to believe and they said to the woman, now we no longer believe because of what you have told us. We have heard him ourselves and we know
0: that he really is the saviour of the world. Thank you. I'm very excited that you're highlighting the Samaritan woman and especially because it was really unusual because pious Jews wouldn't have walked through Samaria because it would have been seen as Unclean, so it was a really special encounter that Jesus was to have with her. But what was so attractive and interesting about this woman to you? So, on the surface, this story
1: chronicles ethnic prejudice and a woman shunned by her community. It also reveals a lot about Jesus' character as being a loving, accepting God. Ultimately, once Jesus has revealed himself to the woman, she's filled with missionary zeal and abandoning her water jar goes off to tell others of her encounter with Jesus. In John's Gospel, she's the first evangelist, and I think that attracted me particularly to her. I chose the woman at the well because of this, and because she she didn't let her past hold her back. She was able to embrace Jesus' loving acceptance of her. I suppose, in a way, I can relate to this. Many of us have some skeletons in the cupboards or events in the past which trouble us, and perhaps we'd rather forget about. But what impresses me about the Samaritan woman is that once she's filled with the excitement of realizing who Jesus is, she went back among the people who had shunned her. She lets go of the past and turns the negative situation into a positive one. She allows God to use her for a good purpose. No longer the rejected woman with low self-esteem, she's now confident and not afraid to speak to her community as she retells her encounter and invites them to come and see. I sort of find this interesting because we're all called to evangelise, to spread the good news and make disciples of all nations, as we're told at the end of Matthew's Gospel. Yet it's very easy to be put off by the task, to fear rejection and make excuses against evangelising to others. Recently, I read someone say um, evangelisation is the hardest part of being a Catholic. This woman is an inspiration to evangelise
0: no matter who you are. I completely agree that she is a complete inspiration and to think that she was out at the well at midday in that very hot country where it would be really unusual to be out in that heat collecting water from the well because... um, So it was a clear sign that, no, you know, the women would go to the well together. It would be something they would come together as a community and the women would accompany each other to the well. So she was clearly alone and isolated, as you've so eloquently told us. And um, I just wonder how transformed she must have looked when she went back to this village to the people who didn't want to see her and she evangelised them to come and understand who Christ was. It must have been... Well, it was clearly transforming what happened to her. Absolutely. So why why would you say that she is still relevant today? There's
1: quite a lot of reasons I was thinking about with this. The woman without a name is a great role model for us on our journey of faith today. Her actions invite us to stay connected with Jesus, to keep asking questions about our faith in order to have a better understanding when she has a conversation with Jesus about worship, she talks with conviction about what she already knows, but is open minded enough to discover new things. And when Jesus responds to her belief that the Messiah is coming with, I who speak to you am he, she believes. She's propelled into action around her calling to evangelise. She reaches out to the community, the very same people who had shunned her, and invites them to come and see, to join her on her journey. So whether we feel called to evangelize like she does or to use our gifts in other ways the story reminds us that our callings are opportunities to, per- to turn personal growth in faith into action for the sake of others but we can also learn a lot about evangelization from her the fact that as I, i've mentioned before she doesn't let her past stop her from evangelizing She's filled with that excitement to tell others about her encounter with Jesus. She's instantly able to forgive those who shunned her and invites them to come and see. She doesn't hold a grudge or keep the news to herself. God gives her the confidence and faith to go and spread the good news. She leaves her water jar for the more pressing need to share the news with others. On a personal level, if you'd told me 10 years ago I'd be working for the church in evangelisation, I would have found it difficult to believe. Back then, I was struggling with health and facing a crossroad in my journey. I knew we were all called to evangelise. I felt the words of Matthew's gospel, go then and make disciples of all nations, really challenging. Despite the fact I'd been teaching in Catholic schools for years, I felt a sense that needed to be reaching out beyond the Catholic environment I was so deeply involved with. But I doubted myself that I could do this. Yet now I feel privileged to be working in this way, meeting people of all walks of life and all backgrounds who make inquiries through the parish or who I meet in everyday life. Sometimes it simply starts with a conversation at a bus stop. So I'm fortunate if people ask me what I do or where I'm going, If I'm on my way to work, some may ask what that involves, and I'm more than happy to talk about my work and my faith. Trying carefully to gauge how much I need to say. Sometimes we have discussions about Alpha, about social action projects, invitations to the cafe we have at church, or just to social events. That might draw people into the church environment to make them feel welcome. It's a start, but then I guess God will find a way to draw them in more if that's his plan. And I feel the Samaritan woman at the well should inspire us all to have courage to talk about our faith, but not just with those who it's easy to talk to, those who share a common faith, but to reach the end church too. You just never know what your conversation might spark. A seed of faith may be sown. She also teaches us that you don't have to have a perfect background to evangelise and spread the good news. Reflecting onwards, I also think the story can tell us a lot regarding the role of women in the church. I think it's amazing that Jesus chose to reveal that he was the Messiah to this woman, not, for instance, to Nicodemus in the previous chapter of John's Gospel. It could also challenge us to think about the role of women in the church today. Listening to and reading the synodal pathway feedback from parishes, it is clear that many people also feel that women should be given a greater role within the Catholic Church. We'll
0: wait and see how that involves. We, we see here in John's Gospel that she's the, the first evangelist and she <laughs> converts a whole village, a whole community to Christ. So That's right. she had Christ himself, Jesus, gave gave this woman a really significant role. And it was highly unusual for a man, let alone a Jewish man, to be alone by himself talking to a woman at the well.
1: Exactly. So it's amazing what we can learn from her also. Another lesson to reflect on is how the church treats people who come to meet Christ who also have difficult backgrounds. For example, those who are divorced and remarried. How welcoming is the church to them? Perhaps that will be reflected in the synodal pathway for the future. But Jesus's encounter is welcoming, forgiving and an accepting one. The woman at the well is also about a woman who has her life turned around. It tells of new beginnings. She's not hindered anymore by her past. She's loved and accepted by Jesus. It teaches us that God is a God who sees. Jesus knows all about the woman. He knows all about us. He knows our faults, our past, our present, and our future too, and he still loves us. The experience of the Samaritan woman tells us that God will seek us out. Um, Within the parish team at church, we encounter many who have slipped away from the church, Perhaps those who come back to Mass because their children are now preparing to receive the sacraments. But they may be afraid to go back to the sacrament of reconciliation, for instance. But this encounter with the woman is a lesson to us all. Firstly, God will seek us out. And I said before, it's not just a coincidence that Jesus met this woman. He had to go through Samaria. I think there's a Greek word, edei, which means had to implying it was a divine appointment that they went through Samaria and he didn't require the woman to be perfect. She was seen as an outsider, immoral, the dregs of society. God seeks us out too when we go astray or we feel worthless. So we can also learn about reconciliation with a God that knows everything about us. If we have a relationship with a God who knows all about us, a God who redeems who will free us from the choices that have made us broken and lost. We have no need to fear. If we see the Sacrament of Reconciliation, for example, as a conversation with God, we can be aware too that God already knows us. We just need to acknowledge our sinfulness and say sorry. God forgives. God loves us as we are. I really love the healing nature of the Sacrament of Reconciliation and strive to encourage others to receive the grace that this sacrament brings. The woman at the well was not afraid to use Jesus' knowledge of her sinfulness to encourage others to come and see him. Her reminder to us that God told her everything she'd ever done, Jesus still chose her to reveal that he was the Messiah, the Christ that she awaited.
0: It could be even more powerful that she was this great sinner who had been banished and not seen as being worth. Worthy of being around in her own community, that Christ came and spoke to her and offered her complete forgiveness for her sins. And a great example of how it doesn't matter. God's grace and God's mercy is bigger than all of our sins, that we can go to him and he's not going to um, be judging in a horrible, nasty way, but will just pour his love out to us if if we go to confession, if we reconcile ourselves to him. And I was looking about how her leaving the jar of water behind rather than taking it with her was also a symbol of her leaving her sins behind, all that, the past, she didn't have those weight of her sins with her to take forward after she'd had that encounter with Jesus. A bit like when we go to confession, we leave, those those sins are gone, they're no longer part of us.
1: That's right, Natalie. And it's great the fact that she, with all this past, was then this first evangelist. It gives us all the courage and confidence to know that we too can use that, uh, use our lives to tell others about Jesus, about the good news. And she teaches us that God has a purpose for us. Without the change in the woman at the well, her encounter with Jesus, many would have not gone to meet him. The messy woman's life became a platform for that entire town to encounter the living water. The story is a really powerful message not to underestimate the power of God to transform the messiness of your own life, to use the messiness for his glory, to build the kingdom of God on earth. So Jesus was drawn to the outcasts of society and used them for good purpose. And here's another example. It's a lesson in reaching out to the unloved, those on the periphery of society. God has a role for them too, and we mustn't forget them. We must be more inclusive and less judgmental. There's so much to learn just from this one story. The Samaritan woman, feeling full of joy of the encounter with Jesus, takes that excitement and wonder to the very same people who
0: had scorned her. I
1: wonder whether we would have that courage today.
0: Well, I hope we do. I hope we never lose our courage to share the, the joy that we find in our encounter with Jesus with others. And remembering that we are a church filled with sinners, none of us are perfect, and so we can go out and tell others about how Jesus has transformed our lives, just like the Samaritan woman. So is there anything that you would like to add, Alex? Um, just one
1: thing, really. I I was um, reading a while back a.
0: a Quote from
1: Bishop Marco Tall, and I feel if you ever feel the call to evangelize but lack courage or feel daunted, I'd recommend taking his advice. He said, focus on the person in front of you and on bringing this person to a deeper friendship and love of Jesus. And I guess if that person happens to be an outsider, someone unloved or on the periphery of life, so be it. Give them the
0: opportunity to find Jesus too. I will not argue with that advice because that is each and every soul, each and every person that is in front of us, we can offer the friendship of Jesus too. I am um, really enjoyed the way you highlighted that God is always seeking us out and always trying to encounter us. And I know that Bishop Robert Barron would say that the whole of the Bible is, is the story of Jesus reaching out to us and God reaching out to us with mercy rather than us, you know, we think, oh, I'm trying to find God. Well, of course we are, but only because He's called us and He's put that on us our heart to do it. Thank you very much, Alex. It's been wonderful to speak with you. And for all our listeners, you must now take some time and go and pray and read with the Gospel of John and find out what happened, what does god tell you through the sumerian woman and her encounter her radical encounter with jesus and that you will find that in john chapter 4 verses 1 to 42 thank you natalie thank you alex thank you very much for listening to the women in scripture podcast with me natalie of If you would like to have some extra reading and resources, then go to the Archdiocese of Birmingham website and look at the Women in Scripture podcast page. To enjoy hearing more of the Women in Scripture podcast, then please do subscribe to the podcast on either Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud. I hope you can join us next time. Thank you.